0: Hello and welcome to our show. You are listening to What's the Tea with Reconciliation Ministry. Twice a month we sit down with guests to have conversations about the intersection of faith and social justice. I am April Johnson, Executive Director of Reconciliation Ministry and i again, I want to welcome you to What's the Tea with Reconciliation Ministry. Our guests today are the reverends uh, Colleen and Catherine from South Joplin Christian Church in Joplin, Missouri. And we are going to share with you our One Bag of Tea, One Conversation, One Relationship program, Um, which um, South Joplin Christian Church was recently, on Martin Luther King Day, the host of this program. So I'm excited to welcome the two of you to um, this podcast. Thank you for your willingness to be our guest. And I would ask that you would each introduce yourselves, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then uh, we'll go into uh, talking about the one bag of tea conversation. So Catherine, would you like to go first?
1: Sure. Sure. Uh, I'm Catherine Wilson, and I am the Minister of Mission and Outreach at South Joplin Christian Church, and with the res- primary responsibility of helping our congregation uh, become involved in mission and outreach beyond the four walls of our church and be involved in the Joplin community and beyond on behalf of God's people everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. And Colleen?
2: And I'm Colleen, and I am blessed to be the cohort with Pastor Catherine here at South Joplin Christian Church. My title is Senior Minister, and my responsibilities generally lie within pastoral leadership and preaching uh, and uh, working with the congregation administratively. I've been here for about four years. Um, I came after Catherine, but the two of us have been blessed to share this ministry together.
0: That's awesome. So about a... Three months ago, I received an email from you all, <clears throat> excuse my voice, I received an email from you all inquiring about one bag of tea, one conversation, one relationship. I believe it was around October, it may have been just around the um, Reconciliation Ministry special offering. And um, I'd like to know what was the impetus for that inquiry around the one bag of tea, one conversation, one relationship um, email you sent to my office?
2: Okay, Uh, the literature for Reconciliation Sunday and the offering uh, mentioned the event and I always look first to the literature that is uh, the resources and literature that are provided when uh, these special Sundays come up. So that's clearly the first time that I had heard about the um, one bag of tea, one conversation. uh, but I'm going to let Catherine um, also share maybe some more. Um, it, the, the desire to do this would probably go back further.
1: Uh, yes, being, you know, one, I will say that I'm one of the trainers with Mid-America Anti-Racism Pro-Reconciliation Team. And so I feel that um, as a leader in my own congregation that we have a vested interest in how do we bridge and build relationships Uh, within our own community and even beyond that. And so um, over the years, you know, we have, this congregation has always embraced the work that reconciliation does on the general and regional level. And so I challenge our congregation regularly, how do we live that out in our own community?
0: Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. That's really great. It's good to hear that. we have someone on our show that um, is indeed an anti-racism trainer, uh, but also someone who um, can affirm the commitment uh, from the congregation to the General and Regional Churches' work around this mission and ministry of reconciliation, which is, you know, variously interpreted being, depending on context, and so the purpose of this One Bag of Tea, One Conversation, One Relationship is to help us contextualize how we embody reconciliation ministry, right? So we develop One Bag of Tea, One Conversation, One Relationship to invite people into an entry-level opportunity to get to know each other before we would actually enter into what we call an anti-racism training, which is a little more uh, confrontational, a little more in your face, a little more disturbing, particularly if you are not accustomed to or have not uh, previously had conversations around race, especially around um, people who you are not familiar with. So we believe in um, one of the things that the Mid-America um, Anti-Racism and reconciliation Team does, we believe in the art and the gift of the one-on-one. And so one bag of tea, one conversation, one relationship is really doing a one-on-one Sitting one on one, or in the case of you all's uh, program, with um, um, with a group of people, and just asking questions, getting to know each other, so that you know, as you were describing, when you are in the community, you actually know uh, your um, your pew buddy, your neighbor, so that if you do need to, as we say in community organizing, agitate um, city officials about changing a light or uh, getting a street repaired, or Um, letting the food pantry be open longer. You have a relationship with those people because you've had one bag of tea, one conversation and one relationship. So that being said, and that promo there, I want to ask you guys about the event. How did you um, conceive the event? What were your expectations?
2: I think it was a very collaborative process. Um, We, Catherine and I meet weekly for staff meetings and Mm -hmm. we just discussed visions of how it could work um, and um, this uh, knew that we wanted to uh, give it an appropriate uh, preparation so that it would succeed. Um, And um, we built on relationships that we have um, with the other pastors in town. There are two primarily African-American congregations in Joplin and we reached out to those pastors, uh, but in particular uh, at the uh, annual NAACP banquet where we could meet them face-to-face and um, also to uh, invite them personally. Um, but Catherine also pointed out something important earlier about the the, the presence that we have. you mm-hmm. want to share about that?
1: Yeah, and so what South Joplin has done over the past several years is become involved in um, community activities that will help us to be- begin to, to know our, our neighbors. And part of that, you know, so for example, uh, now we participate in what is called in Joplin Emancipation Park Days, which mm. is part of the, uh, in other parts of the country, it's called Juneteenth. Yes. And so we uh, have purposely for the last three to four years, you know, had a presence there, had a booth, talked to people and kind of get to know, you know, mm even our congregation being educated on why Emancipation Park Days is important uh, to the African American community. Uh, Then we've also become sponsors of the Martin Luther King Breakfast annually that's hosted by Missouri Southern State University as another way of saying, we embrace the work and the message that needs to be out there to help us build these relationships. And again, as Colleen mentioned, the uh, NAACP banquet, uh, finding a presence there, and I think when we find a presence in a community that is not our own, is how you build the relationships mm-hmm. that will lead at some point. We are hoping to having those deeper conversations about racial ten- tension uh, tensions and you know inclusion and diversity. Uh, but you know so. Laying that foundation, I think, made it a little easier for us to say, now we would like to personally invite you to have some yes. one-on-one conversation so we can get to know each other even on a deeper level uh, as we move forward.
0: That's awesome. So it sounds to me that South Joplin um, has a a history of being intentional about having presence in the community, and that presence has allowed you all, are giving you an entry point, which is what we say this program is, to be able to um, make personal invitations uh, to um, people in the community that would normally um, not be um, be a part of your congregation or be a part of uh, your the path that you um, travel every day. So I think that is really maybe a really good takeaway for our listeners who may. Be thinking about hosting a, a program like this, but one of the things that I wanted to ask you is because you all have been intentional historically with having a president in the community, what about communities where the congregations? What advice would you give communities where the congregations tend to function siloed, you know? Right? You know, we're the Methodist church down the street and we're the Baptist church and that's what the disciples do. You know, that's what you... So what about those congregations when pastors might want to reach out but don't have that historical uh, precedence that you all have in South Chaplin?
1: Well, for me, I think it's it's part of the ministry that I was called to do here. Uh, And even when I came into the community as sort of the newbie, It was, all right, how do I help our congregation engage? And I had to step out and put myself in places maybe that ordinarily, you know, I wouldn't be to in order to get to know. Yes, when the time when I came uh, was primarily to help do recovery work from the tornado in Joplin.
0: Okay.
1: uh, Which pushed me out there even more Mm -hmm. uh, because we were all working as one community trying to you know recover and find the new normal but from that point then it was okay as the minister of outreach i really need to be engaged and know what is going on in our total community uh who are the people that we as a congregation need to serve and sometimes you know being in a room full of people that i don't know um and met for the first time and sat and wondered, okay, how do I engage in conversation, uh, even to build just a basic relationship out, you know, and build a knowledge base for Mm -hmm. me to come back to the congregation and say, here's what I'm finding, here's what I'm hearing, here's what I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. Now, how is God calling us to move forward um, in the work that we need to do as as the church, as the body of Christ? I don't know if that makes
0: sense, but, It makes know, a lot that, of sense. Yeah. And it, it affirms the sense of intentionality so that that sense is not just historical, but that also is something that um, met your passion and um, allowed you to embrace your call there in South Joplin. And I, and I uh, affirm, and it seems like that's what Colleen is saying as well, that congregations have a vocation, right? So they have a calling as well. And uh, as Colleen's looking at, how do you prepare for like the Reconciliation Ministry Special Offering? Um, looking at the, the, the general church's resources, which I'm very excited that you actually found our website and, and found resources that would be helpful and that would complement the work that you were already laying the groundwork for. So when you saw the, um, the information about one bag of tea, uh, what were your initial um, expectations of what how that could, work at South Joplin Christian Church?
2: Probably the, um, the my first thought was um, how we make it more than something we support with money. Mm-hmm. We want to participate in. And uh, one of the things that we do weekly at South Joplin in our worship service is that we conclude the worship service with a mission challenge. Mm. And the challenge is always something they can do, whether it's uh, show up to volunteer for something, uh, whether it's give money to something or to bring food for the food pantry that week, we always end the service with a challenge. Mm. And so in order to actually get people involved in this process and in the in the initiative, then we made it a challenge. Catherine and I said that we would each um, give um, an offering of a certain amount of money if we could get 20 people from the church to show up for an event oh, that boy. we were planning in the future. Mm-hmm. So um, we have a history of getting good responses to these mission challenges. And we were, you know, we we just, my first response was, how do we do this? Not just talk about it. Uh, So that's that was kind of the the starting point.
0: That's awesome, that's really good. I really, I believe that um, as we provide resources for congregations too, and, and, and we try to provide interpretation of those resources that our people understand Reconciliation as a mission fund is really about embodying reconciliation. Yeah. Yeah. So that the money is what helps us embody it. Um, So it is indeed a mission fund. But I like this mission challenge is that the fund is about challenging us to um, challenge ourselves individually and collectively to embody God's mission of reconciliation in our local context. So thank you for that. so tell me about the program, what what worked, what went really well while people were gathered?
1: Well, um, as Colleen has previously said, we sat down and tried to figure out exactly how we were going to uh, do this and you know, worked out all the details. And we ended up deciding that we were in one large room, but we set up little two-person stations all around the room mm-hmm. to sort of get the, um, that uh, personal environment. Cause I, you know, mm-hmm. and I kept saying, even the night of the event, I said, okay, this is like speed dating, except you're not gonna move. Okay. <laughs> oh, my uh, mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, kind of gave people the, the space to have their own conversations and not be um, distracted with somebody else's conversation. And so, you know, they were able to to sit there one-on-one with their tea and their little refreshments and their questions and just very informally and casually, however they chose to, you know, respond to those questions and share and reflect with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of the the way we set up the environment is to make it feel like personal space.
0: Mm-hmm. And that worked quite well.
1: And that worked very well, mm-hmm. yes. we We dug out
2: the The tea servers that our women's fellowship had put away practically in mothballs that no one uses anymore. A glass cup with a little tray uh, we provided. We did provide um, extra tea um, when we realized if we hand them the folder, they have to open up the folder and use the tea bag to make their tea. So we um, also realized that some people might be more worried about caffeine and what what time of, of yes. evening it was. So we provided um, a stash of tea that they could choose from to make their tea. And then we encouraged them to take the bag of tea that they'd received inside the folder with them so that they would have another conversation with someone else after the evening was over. So it did help to really think through all of the of the details about how would this work. And not that we had everything figured out, right. but
0: uh, right. it, it went yes. well for us. <laughs> well, you all really got the concept. That was actually um, the main point of the con. Uh, the main point is to offer um, the pers- participants a- an extra bag or an extra bag cover with the tea in there so that they would then challenge someone else to have a one-on-one with them. And I also like the fact that you shared with us that you all used Equal Exchange Tea, yes, which yeah, is really, really, really important. Um, it, it, it takes, again, the focus off the local and allows us to benefit our, our, our global our relationships and our global impact. And so I really am grateful for that, um, that we, and also we're, um, this is a collaborative then program across the life of the entire church when we use Equal Exchange Tea. So I'm really grateful for that but yeah i should share with you all that part of the the reason why we use tea and we totally would encourage persons to use coffee if they wanted to um is that i am a tea lover i absolutely love the art of tea not just the beverage tea so outside of the united states i've said this on many occasions that people take tea and my goal in this is for people to take time with each other to take tea. So that's the, so that, that you found the, the serveware uh, for this really is kind of the root of the purpose of this, is that very intentional, very formal. If you're gonna use the server, this is not stand up, grab your tea and go. You know, this is, we're going to be able to refresh our tea if we need to. So that's really, really good. And I hope that is uh, instructive and helpful for our listeners. Uh, one more question I wanted to ask you all: Was there a moment where you had like an aha, or was there like a big takeaway um, as the evening progressed, or as as you reflected shortly after uh, the program?
2: We did uh, have a uh, a, um, a gathering at the end of the of the time together, mm-hmm. and uh, we asked everyone to circle their chairs together so that we were in a group instead of scattered throughout the room. And um, I know that both Catherine and I, prior to that, as we watched the interactions taking place, we did not participate, but we watched um, and facilitated. We were aware of the fact that the conversations were going very well, that relationships were being built um, at a very simple, but primary level, Mm -hmm. and we were already encouraged, but when we asked for feedback, how was the experience, uh, there was an overwhelming uh, sense of joy in the room. The first response was from a younger adult who said, when are we going to do this again? Mm. And it verified and affirmed that people are truly hungry for this kind of um, opportunity, and I think speaking for myself as a, you know, a white individual, I'm always reluctant to put myself out there and say, you know, would you, will you form a relationship with me to a person mm-hmm. of color uh, that I don't know? So this showed that there are people who are anxious to build those relationships and mm-hmm. something as simple as an invitation to tea Um, Can be a wonderful catalyst and
1: and it was beyond my expectations And that's Mm -hmm. it for me just watching how engaged people were uh, with their you know partnering conversation uh, Just really blessed my heart and it for me. It says yes There is hope and yes people are realizing that we do have more in common than we differ it's just, we need to have conversation about what we each bring to the table and what does it take to be a neighbor? Uh, and I think the conversations um, are just, a you know, have opened the door to what I, I look at as, as far as greater things to come, uh, if we continue to stay engaged and continue to be intentional.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. So what are your next steps? What will, What would you do as a follow-up to this or what would you recommend um, next steps for our listeners?
2: Well, we were able at that closing circle to suggest that uh, we would be delighted to um, share in their congregations if the invitation was extended, so we planted a hint, Mm -hmm. and then we also each have followed up uh, with one of the uh, two pastors, we each have followed up with a pastor to say, uh, is this a possibility, so we're trying to follow up with that suggestion Mm -hmm. in hopes that uh, those other congregations will then invite us to their space so that it's not a program that we own. Um,
1: and um, so we're, we're waiting yeah. to hear back. <laughs> and, and, I, and I'll and throw this in because we just had an event uh, at South Joplin on Saturday evening. We had the um, University of Arkansas Inspirational Chorale here at South Joplin. And they are um, an ensemble that really is trying to keep black, black sacred music alive. And my heart was really blessed when I saw some of the people that or participated in the conversation, came mm-hmm. to the event that we had here. Um, and we which, advertised, and that we, you the, know, at and the we tea. advertised mm-hmm. that after tea that this yes. was, was coming, and and the folks showed up.
0: <laughs> this is um, as you would say, Catherine. This is blessing my heart so richly, because there are things that we can plan and we can program, and then we have to sit back and allow the Holy Spirit. Uh, to really unfold God's will into our lives. And so I'm just so grateful that you all were open to extending uh, the invitation for one bag of tea, one conversation, one relationship, and that you were willing to share what other doors that that uh, opening has provided. And so I'm excited. And I hope that our listeners also are encouraged uh, by your model. And I hope to continue to share your program and your experience, at least this first experience uh, with the broader church on our website, since I know that now people are actually searching for um, interpretation on our website. So thank you so much for that. Are there any um, final thoughts you want to share anything that was extremely enjoyable or anything you would say that would encourage our listeners to engage in this program?
1: Um, My final thought would be to encourage congregations to step outside of their comfort zone uh And begin to really know their community and and in a broader sense, and what are the things that you know God is calling your congregation to do for the greater good of all the people in the community and um relationship and conversation is where it always starts.
0: well, thank you both so much you were um I could not have planted better moles to promote the One Bag of Tea, One Conversation, One Relationship. And um, you have been listening to uh, Reverend Colleen Carroll and Reverend Catherine Wilson from South Joplin Christian Church, who have um, hosted a One Bag of Tea, One Conversation, One Relationship uh, program in their church on Martin Luther King Day this year. But as uh, Reverend uh, Colleen reminded us, this can happen one-on-one in your congregation at the local Panera or the local Starbucks. And the key that um, we have been trying to offer to all of our congregations is, the key is to have the courage to invite someone to relationship. And so I thank you so much for this opportunity to hear your story to be encouraged by the one bag of T one conversation, one relationship program at your, and your context. And I look forward to continuing to share your experience and um, the opportunity for others to join in this, uh, in this program. Thank you so much today. All right. Blessings. Well, that's our show for today. Stay connected with us on social media. We're at VOC Reconcile on Twitter, Reconciliation Ministry on Facebook, and on our website at reconciliationministry.org. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Thank you so much for listening.